1: weather as tornado as possible in texas a winter storm in the midwest not out of the woods just yet i got the deets on that for all of you really sad story of course tyree nichols outrageous some of the video obviously we've seen of that but an ex-memphis officer texted photos after that beating that's according to some new documents boy talk about over the top and Outrageous. I have no other adjective for it. Plus three and a half tons of Coke found floating in the Pacific Ocean. Miami days are here on the West Coast. Remember Miami Vice? Always finding a truckload, it seems, of Coke in the Gulf or on the Atlantic Ocean, um, usually in that television show that mirrored life. And then the fallout from the State of the Union, or was there any fallout? Hey, hey, everybody. Just another day in paradise. Kate Delaney with all of you here on America Tonight. Let's start with this the weather story, because it is, of course, the common denominator between all of us. You get on an elevator, you text somebody, tell them to stay off the road, or tell them you're stuck, or whatever it is, or can you believe what's going on? We're always talking about the weather. The the weather in the Midwest is pretty gnarly. I mean, really, over 50 million people affected in different ways. In the Midwest, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, expecting a winter storm watch that could be treacherous on Wednesday into Thursday. That's now. So what do you need to know about uh, what's happening there and what it has to do with the snow accumulations? You know, talking about nine inches possible wind gusts up to 30 miles an hour, that's the worst. And, of course, the heaviest snowfall during the Thursday morning commute. Which is when you got to be prepared that you may see some of those tree limbs come down or power lines and some of the normal roads, perhaps, perhaps, that you travel could be closed. You know when you're tooling down the highway and then you see those signs flashing seek an alternative route. I love it when I live in a place where there actually are alternative routes. Every time I was in Southern California there was nowhere else to go. There were a couple of main highways and that was it. So you were stuck for a very long time on freeways. Now Texas to Tennessee and even that's hitting parts of Indiana I was looking at a weather map. You got a lot of um, different kinds of weather, flood watch, rainfall, up to three inches. If you're in those areas where you could be prone to that kind of flooding when you have the fast action rain, then you got to watch for that, obviously, uh, there. And then the tornadoes. Our great friends in Louisiana, watching for those tornadoes, uh, really, Wednesday, Thursday, a big chunk of Thursday you know, in the overnight hours. So I know many of you are obviously concerned about that. I mean, you just know you look at a weather map, you see all these clear conditions, right? Then you see the red lines. I was looking at red lines. I was looking for tornadoes, just to tell you. I was looking for tornadoes, and it almost looked like there were so many possibilities of tornadoes that they were actually the lines separating the states. So we're all in this together in a big swath of the United States. And that's where we stand there. So it's just another reminder to pay attention to what's happening with the weather. I know I've said this story before. It's kind of ironic. Because as a young broadcaster, and I started in Kearney, Nebraska, I was asked to do the weather to fill in for a very popular weather uh, man because he he was sick, he got sick, and I was one of the few people that could really work the computer, so they kind of threw me into that. And, um, you know, I had to pay attention. I was paying attention and learning more about things that people in the area were concerned about, which weather played a big part because you had farmers, especially in in that uh, part of the, the Midwest. And then you move on from that or I move on from that. And I didn't really pay attention to the weather in places where I lived. It kind of, oh, yeah, it's going to be raining today or this is going to happen. And let me tell you, I do have that go back because I have been trapped by the weather too many times, whether it was the possibility of an earthquake or it was flooding or it had something to do with snow and being trapped there and and downed power lines. But I've found myself in tricky situations Probably about a half a dozen times. And then, you know, that shook me up enough that I got wise to, it's smart to know where the docks are. It's smart to have a way to just grab something and just to get out of the way. All right, speaking of getting out of the way, the, um, it, it just always astonishes me when I see this. And why... Why, a oh why, would anybody who is a first responder, anybody who's a cop, and I certainly have had people who have filled those roles in, in my family and extended family. So you have this Memphis, after, after Memphis police officers, Beat the hell out of Tyree Nichols. That's what happened before he died. One took photos of of him when he was all bloodied up with a cell phone, and he sent it to multiple people. So there was a statement of charges, and you can get this easily, of course, public records. And this was requested. It was sent to the Memphis Police Department in its request to to have uh, former officers, the former officers, the the, what, four of them um, decertified, and actually five decertified, and so a thing called POST, which is the Peace Officers Standards and Training, was sent to the police department, and that's how they found this out. And and that's the Tennessee Police Certification Body. So they decertify the officers and they prevent them from working in the state or in at another department because those kinds of things would, would happen. And now this is just part of it. So on one of the officers' phones, Demetrius Haley was his name, on his personal phone he took a bunch of photos while he was standing in front of... The, uh, in, in front of Tyree Nichols after he was handcuffed. And then he had to admit he shared the photos in a text with five people, one civilian, two police officers, one female acquaintance. Just some female acquaintance. And then there was another person who got the photograph. So he was bragging. He was sending the photo all over the place. Ridiculous. And so now we're up to six, by the way, because now he's one of six fired from the police department in the last couple of weeks. And... And altogether, five have been indicted on multiple criminal charges, including second-degree murder and aggravated uh, assault for something that just should not have happened. And then to do that, wow. I, I mean, again, if you don't know the story, just briefly, he was pulled from his car. Officers yelled a number of commands and profanities at him while he just asked what did I do and then at one point they started to pepper spray him before he jumped up and then he ran from them panicked ran and and of course fired a taser at him they caught up with him and then the rest sadly is uh, is is history uh boy oh boy all right we move on from that story and we turn our attention to the fallout from the state of the Union address if there is any in our daily rewind that's on the flip side let
2: me tell you a story about bill bill was a normal guy in his 50s he had back surgery about two years ago bill was in a lot of pain he dealt with his pain by taking the percocets his doctor prescribed for him Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment 800-296-1327 800-296-1327 800-296-1327 call right now help is standing by 800-296-1327 it's
3: easy to see we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotsupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com.
4: Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Powdy Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Powdy Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Powdy Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com.
1: Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. cases if there's enough to talk about. So the State of the Union address, very interesting. The attempts, I think, to connect. That was one thing that that I uh, noticed. I think in the president's speech, he was trying to bridge the gap, that trying to Somehow reach across and say, I care what Americans care about, and I'm trying to identify what you would like to see fixed, including, there was a word he used, junk fees, and I think you've heard them, so reigning in tech companies with junk fees and so many others, like, uh, baggage fees with airlines, like the fine print on hotel bills. Ooh, it's awful, I can tell you. Um, you know, like you finally save the money, right, and you go to some resort outside of Disney World, Disneyland, wherever, any resort, and then you have a resort fee so that your kids can swim in the pool, and that's like 20 bucks a head or what, whatever it is. And then the big one was to extend a price cap on insulin, like making it $35. And of course, Everybody applauded to that. I mean, mostly Republicans and, and Democrats. So did he connect with you on junk fees? The other thing is because there was so much furor over the giant Chinese spy balloon that was shot down in South Carolina, just off the shores of Myrtle Beach, over the weekend, and there's been a lot of backlash to how President Biden handled that. That this was one of the things that he was pretty fiery about in the State of the Union address. Take a listen.
5: Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power, and America's failing in the world. Not anymore. We made clear, and I made clear in my personal conversations, which have been many, with President Xi, that we seek competition, not conflict, but I will make no apologies that we're investing to make America stronger. Investing in American innovation and industries that will define the future that China intends to be dominating. Investing in our alliances and working with our allies to protect advanced technologies so they will not be used against us modernizing our military to safeguard stability and deter deter aggression. Today, we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Anyone else in the world. And I'm committed. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world, but make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did.
1: All right, so I think there was an attempt here to get bipartisan support. In the beginning of that, you could hear there was some heckling going on. I would call the State of the Union, part of it, heckleville. There were moments like that that happened during the State of the Union, and of course, China is an area where this president is weak and there was an effort to try to to do something to shore some of that up but there have been problems obviously in that relationship with President Xi and the things that have happened with China and and the U.S. things that have been done to us I'm going to say and the latest of course is the balloon is the, the spy balloon and then finding out that there have been four other times where these balloons have flown over areas where we didn't want them you know naval bases that for one right uh thinking of coronado in san diego that was one of the spots i I just talked about that the the other day so looking at the looking at this speech the the state of the union speech um for the third year in a row He set the record for the oldest person to deliver an address to a joint session of Congress, and that is an underlying factor of the presidency. Is there ageism? Forget Republican, Democrat, I can't stand this, I hate this, I'm whatever. So he's trying to get voters to keep him in office until he is 86. So I think what would have been critical, if I'm one of the people that I'm helping to fashion this speech I'm, I'm thinking of how do you connect you'd have to show vigor so then you ask yourself did, did this president show vigor because that is important in running for um, president and I said it was Heckleville because it was Heckleville and at moments and at some of the moments in, in the state of the union you could even see Kevin McCarthy the speaker of the house who would get a grin on his face and he would be trying to shush is what he knew to be some of the Republicans who were um, yelling things out like Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, congresswoman from Georgia, where she lobbed out a few lie, liars, that kind of stuff. And um, then you saw the president go off script at one point and say, I enjoy conversion. You know, saying that basically we're in agreement on the need to protect programs for senior citizens. So we tried to kind of flip the script on, on uh, that one. There was a breakdown on what was the focus of the speech, because it is about delivering it to you and I. It's in front of the chamber, but it's how does the American peop- how do the American people react to it? So healthcare is a biggie for everybody. Nobody people are not happy with healthcare. Period. Even if you think you have decent healthcare, so nine minutes almost spent on healthcare infrastructure, which is an easy bipartisan one for the most part. Just a little over six minutes. The economy under seven minutes. So things were kind of. Based out taxes, four minutes, guns, which is like the third rail, so that was like two minutes spent on that, eight seconds on opioids, not a lot of conversation there. Federal deficit, that's not a good one for this president and the relationship with the Republicans, 140. The um, Russia-Ukraine situation, less than two minutes. Police, especially with uh, what happened with Tyree Nichols, his family pointed out in the chambers, stood up and everyone applauded. Uh, 5.28. Jobs, just a little over three minutes. You heard the China comment, and you tack that on and a few of the applauses, and you get less than two minutes there. Energy and climate just two minutes veterans slightly under five covid was really just non-existent just a little over two minutes and there you go and a few other um, sidebar things immigration which is a tough one for this president because of of all the border issues right is just a minute in the in the speech and um, I think the key thing from his team was. To show in their eyes what are the accomplishments, what are the things that are bipartisan, some of the bipartisan uh, moments, and also to show vigor and is this... Is this a man that can lead the country again? Now, to that end, what is very interesting is you always have a Republican rebuttal or a Democratic rebuttal, depending on who the president is doing the State of the Union. This is tradition. We've always had this. So, the Republican choice to deliver their response to Biden's speech was Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's 40 years old, and she's the nation's youngest governor, half the president's age. So that was, obvious. A choice that was a clear contrast to a different generation of leaders. And she said in her speech, one of the lines was, The dividing line is in America is no longer between right or left. She said, The choice is between normal or crazy normal or crazy and she talked about the new guard she talked about the the next generation that this this is the next generation this is the time for a new generation to lead this is our moment this is our opportunity and that was absolutely Absolutely a choice by um, the Republicans, clearly, to contrast an older, older president. So I think it's intriguing to look behind the State of the Union address to figure out what, how was this positioned and what were the key takeaways. And. And is there any fallout? And, of course, there was fallout on the side, too, where you had Mitt Romney, who uh, had a little back and forth with the ridiculous Pinocchio of the crew, George Santos. And at, at one point, he called him a sick puppy, that he should have just sat in the back and shut up, basically. And the next day, George Santos said, well, that wasn't very nice for a Mormon, <laughs> because he always has an entree. Of people following him. Your thoughts coming up as we go to the mailroom.
4: news update
1: president biden will be sitting out the traditional pre super Bowl interview tonight for a second year in a row despite the massive audience of both democrats and republicans reacting to this move democrat strategist james carville who tells cnn's michael smirconish it's a bad sign
2: it's the biggest television audience not even close and you get a chance to do a 20-25 minute interview on that day and you don't do it that's a kind of sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you. There's no other way to read this.
1: Superstar Taylor Swift makes it back here to the States from her sold-out concerts in Japan ahead of the big game tonight to watch boyfriend Travis Kelsey play for the Kansas City Chiefs as they take on the San Francisco 49ers. The game in Vegas starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on CBS. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News.
2: February is Heart Month. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay, join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1 877 928 8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's dot E.com. Extend your life with
1: Extendivite. Shout out to Donnie Most. You remember him as Ralph Mouth, maybe, on uh, Happy Days. If you watch TV Land at all, because now everything's so retro, people are, younger people are watching Happy Days. So that's who he is, and uh, that's him doing kind of the big band thing there. So how about that? Good job, Nathan Reeder, for the surprise. All right, there's never anything that surprises me, usually in the mailbag, but I got a couple of them this time around. How about this one from Max, who's hardcore, hardcore conservative. He always tells me, hey, Kate, you know I'm hardcore. You know I love you. You, I like he added all these declarations. You know, I love your show, um, and I have to say, I uh, I watched the State of the Union and meh. As you would say, meh, I don't really have anything to say much about uh, what I saw. Um, You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene in her white fur coat and yelling liar, and of course, uh, Kevin McCarthy trying to silence some of the Republicans who were yelling some things out. I mean, to me anymore, it feels like, you know, you're You're in some kind of an arena, and you're just hearing these platitudes, and it's uh, any president just playing to the crowd, trying to play to the American people, trying to get elected to get, uh, again, if you go back in history and look at some of the State of the Union addresses, of course, in the very beginning of our country, pretty rowdy from all of the accounts that we can read, so it's not quite as raucous now, believe it or not, as it, it was in the let's say, 1800s, the early 1800s. But um, I also think it's not as meaty in the more recent decades. And it's just populism, and it's trying to strengthen whatever the party of record is missing. And whether it's a Trump, or whether it's a Biden, or whether it's Bush, or Clinton, or whoever it is, or an Obama. That is what they're trying to do. That is the script, period. And so the substantial stuff, I don't think we really get it. And then here's the big one for me. You know, when you look at the platitudes... Will you really ever get the payoff? You know, is insulin really going to go down to $35? Are we really not going to have to worry about Medicare and Social Security getting cut because most of the chamber stood up and applauded? And the answer is, meh, I wouldn't bet on it. Heads or tails? (laughs) I really like that, Max. Um... You know, it's funny, you nailed it. I had this conversation today with the Hubs, who who watched the State of the Union um, the second day. He watched it the second day to see some of what he missed, and he. it's funny, he said almost the same thing about... You know, there's a lot of conversation about what some of the noise, some of the some of the heckles and and whatnot. But it used to be actually worse, and that we're just hearing things that are they really going to become reality? And even the bipartisan moments. Of course, you're going to clap for some of what was said, but is anything going to get accomplished after a state of the union? Yeah, it's always about that, right? It's like like, um, when politicians run, they have the list of what they say they're going to do. Like in your neighborhood, in my neighborhood, whatever, whatever is the big beef that we have. So if you started with local politics, but then you go to state politics, they're playing our song or they're trying to play our song. And if... They, if they don't, if they completely don't play our song, they probably don't get elected. If there's a stronger candidate who gets that, but then it is about getting through, cutting through the red tape, getting alliances, having enough votes. If the, if you, if there's legislation out there, uh, it's a machine. Yeah, it's a machine. Frank says this. He says. Kate, uh, the China balloon deal, I think the biggest thing to take away from that is is, yeah, I think it should have been shot down before it hit South Carolina, and I get, oh, well, what's going to happen on the ground? Okay, if I want to sort of understand that excuse. But the biggest thing is, how long have we been caught off guard by these balloons? Because now we know that there were other balloons that were, were out there, and so for goodness sake, I mean, are the Chinese somewhere laughing, saying, oh, let's send that balloon over and And set it over silos or bases to see what we can find out that the Americans are doing. It's, uh, to me, very strange when you look at airspace that one of our top generals says, whoops, we had no idea that there were four other times that airspace was violated, for example, over Florida or Texas or even California. (laughs) <laughs> well, Frank, you and I are in agreement with that. To me, that, that is the, that is the big one, right? That is a big takeaway. That how, when you think of how we can scramble jets so quickly, and that we have radars and we have ways to detect what's out there, how, how is that not detected? Because it wasn't puny. It wasn't nothing. In fact, I can tell you that. I can tell you. I was at the McDonald Observatory, which is in the middle of nowhere in Texas. It's wonderful, and it's an incredible place to go. If you ever have the chance, please put it on your list. It is very close to Marfa, Texas. So you think of Midland, Odessa, and uh, the oil fields, and you 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 go uh, past that, of course, and go deeper um, west, and, and you get to this McDonald Observatory, which it's great because you've got all kinds of uh, astronomers uh, that are there, some of the top astronomers in the country, because you've got a great view. Uh, you can see the planets. They have incredibly powerful telescopes. And I was at an outdoor... Um, presentation, like lecture, talking about, okay, here you can see the Big Dipper, like actually pointing in the sky, showing us this, this, this. And it blew my mind, the telescopes, though, by the way. So at one point, oh, you see this going across in the sky. And and what does the astronomer say? Oh, that's a Chinese satellite. (laughs) That's a Chinese satellite. Okay, so we can detect while we're sitting there Just average Americans, a whole bunch of us. Oh, there's a Chinese satellite to the naked eye. But this balloon is so invisible. Four other times we can't see it. And then this latest one was the size of three buses. That's got to be figured out. Does somebody answer for that? I mean, who's in charge? Where does the buck stop there? <laughs> that, that there's the question there's the, the you're right there's the there's the biggest takeaway from from that absolutely all right we move on this was great this was great the mailbag was so diverse i mean i love that you were just paying attention listening and you have your own thoughts that's what it's about it's your own thoughts so thomas more layoffs. Wow, tech really overshot, didn't they, Kate? Zoom is laying off people, and uh, even the CEO, I guess, is taking a massive pay cut, which I could say something about that, but because there's going to be people that are going to be upset that they've had to cut so many jobs, and I'm assuming that the problem with tech is that they overhired during the pandemic because so many companies went remote, and especially with zoom that seems natural and now they don't need all the people that they had when they were ramping up staff during the pandemic thomas you win ding 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 yeah zoom grew three times in size within 24 months and they had to manage that kind of demand because Everybody needed it schools, um, businesses, individual people. And even though businesses depend on, still depend on Zoom. They have different adjustments that they had to make because it's not the same kind of daily demand that they were getting just completely uh, avalanched with. And you know, you know, it was huge because I was an early adopter to Zoom. I had to be with what I was doing, and I had a a, a friend that showed me how to do it and showed me a couple times and showed me another time. And I and I had Zoom. And we were one of like three million people that had zoom. I would say to people, do you, do you have zoom or do you know zoom? And they would look at me like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Are you talking about, uh, like they would name something else. are you you talking about something on the phone are you talking about you know whatever it was but they just had no idea what zoom was and then all of a sudden you know 300 million people needed zoom so that made a big difference and that's why same thing with google same thing with meta they shed jobs too partly all of that because of the pandemic and what they were trying to do um there it's gotta be i mean it's terrible for anyone who's in the door and they like their job and then all of a sudden it's like oops did you think you were safe well guess what what the pandemic gave in a way the pandemic now is taken away so here's this one from howie and howie says hey Hats off to some good news. How about the strong jobs report? Maybe we're going to avoid a recession after all. What say you, Ms. Delaney? I hope so. I hate the dreaded R. I hate it for all of us. And uh, I would be very pleased if that was the case. You can email me, kate, at kate.delaneyradio.com.
8: My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our Super Tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original Pure Pau Diarco and Drink Super Tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113, that's drinksupertea.com, or by calling 818-965-9113.
0: Yours free at mysolarbackup.com.
6: The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G-them.com.
1: to me, I mean, are you getting up and eating breakfast? Are you, you know, throwing some eggs there in that frying pan, throwing in some meat, doing the toast thing and jam, or, you know, doing the cereal thing? Maybe it's, um, something else you do a green shake you do a green shake because you're super healthy or you eat a big giant fattening muffin you know what is it Americans, I think, are doing the breakfast thing no matter what hours that they they work, and some of that has to do with drive throughs it's interesting to see the places, especially fast food places, that now have really ramped up the breakfast deal, and I think that also became in a way bigger for some during the pandemic. So I want you to listen to this commercial. This is Taco Bell and he was a, a regular forever on Saturday night live comedian Pete Davidson. Listen to this spot. All right, so hang on a second here pete is waiting in the background to do his thing hang on and here it is sometimes we go too far i have and that's why taco bell has hired me to make an apology for that go ahead say sorry
3: uh.
6: Taco Bell went a bit crazy when it's breakfast.
3: It Who's too much?
4: What you need in the morning is tasty, simple food. Fluffy eggs, milky cheese, sausage, hash browns. Maybe wrap it in a warm tortilla.
3: That's a breakfast crunch wrap.
4: Well, they should open a restaurant that only serves those breakfast crunch things.
1: You riffing or is this part of the commercial?
4: I don't know. I didn't read the script.
1: <laughs> so... I did think it was actually a funny spot. Taco Bell's breakfast burritos, egg stuffed quesadillas jumped 9% in the fourth quarter of last year. And, you know, you do these earnings calls, these companies, it's Yum! Brands. And they say the growth is, to, is has to do with the comedian's appearance in its ads. So Pete Davidson probably has to feel pretty good about that. Because I guarantee he'll be doing more Taco Bell work if he wants it, which I'm sure he, he does. But they believe that that helped appeal to certain people and it bolstered their sales which overall jumped 14% way beating analyst expectations. So, you know, he he was the guy that they hired to spearhead a new ad campaign for their breakfast menu and their kind of cheeky ads and he's apologizing, you know, for their past breakfast creations. They had a thing called the naked egg taco, for example. And so that was his deal. You should stick to the, the the basics. And it made me wonder: Is bolstering breakfast a big thing? Is it a big is it a big business decision? Well, I would say yes. If I was a franchise owner of one of those restaurants, especially a McDonald's and Taco Bell, but McDonald's people, I think, go there for for breakfast. And they just did a, a report. A research fir- firm did. Uh, NPD. They revealed that business for mornings has been pretty steady, in, and it was, in the second quarter of 2022. And other day parts, including lunch and dinner, declined because of rising menu prices. So taco bell is going all in they're encouraging progress with breakfast they're saying it's encouraging and they're going to stick with it and this is the chain that sold 45 million mexican pizzas last year and they were only available for four months people went crazy for the the pizzas but um they're sticking with the breakfast so good for pete davidson and and um taco bell and it's weird. The answer to the breakfast question, I like breakfast, but I don't always eat breakfast because I'm not hungry. I'm not, I'm not. just not hungry for breakfast. And if I'm going to do a fast food breakfast, it's one that some of you wouldn't have access to, but some of you would. And I know you have convenience stores. You might have favorite convenience stores. Mine is a thing called Wawa, where they're in... Parts of the Northeast and and uh, especially in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area, but Boston and some other places, and now all over Florida. And I think they're expanding a little bit. They have great coffee and they have great breakfast sandwiches that they're called sizzlies and they have croissants or with the cheese and the egg and all that or bagels and they have a great bagel sandwich and you always see lots of people lining up for for that more money matters that i've found to be pretty interesting how about this extortion payments to hackers by companies Infected with ransomware actually fell forty percent last year to four hundred and fifty six point eight million, actually down seven hundred and sixty five million from twenty twenty one, and uh, chain analysis did that. They did the forensics on it, and that's, so those are hard um, numbers. That's pretty impressive. That means that means that people are getting smart. Companies And they're trying to protect whatever they can and not fall prey to a situation where they're stuck in a ransomware situation. Global smartphone shipments fell 300.3 million in the fourth quarter of 2022. That's down 18% from a year earlier. So what's the deal with the smartphones people are probably keeping them longer is was absolutely one of the things that I would say uh, would happen there and this I think isn't a surprise would be US home buyers of would be uh, home buyers 87% don't have the income to afford the average home in their markets all these numbers always come out from the National Association for example of Home Builders that number a record is up from 69% in the third quarter of 2022 which is what we we saw some pandemonium that was happening in in uh, the housing world and then of course what happens the numbers go up the interest rates were so much higher and nobody's wants to pay big amount, a big amount of points on a, a mortgage if they certainly if they don't have Electronic vehicles, there's going to be definitely some commercials that will feature EV cars or trucks in the Super Bowl when they do the Super Bowl ads. And the EV boom is creating a boom in batteries with companies announcing plans to spend $128 billion with a B, $128 billion. On U.S. battery factories, that means jobs, definitely. Of that, seventy-three billion in investments were announced just last year, and um, that's that's not surprising because of the conversation about um, uh, about EV, and that you're seeing that more. I don't know about your neighborhood, but you could live in the most rural area uh, possible. You could live in a medium-sized suburb or, or a big city. And I guarantee you—you you are seeing more electric electric cars, more electric uh, vehicles. You're seeing them because you're seeing the charging stations, and you're—and you also see that people have the way to charge it. A lot of times, it's right there in their garage, kind of on the side wall, and they're charging. They're charging up, and you see the cars in the uh, in the driveway. Obviously, I do not have one, or I would be talking about that, but I've noticed an uptick in it in the two places that I lived last year, long time in Texas, and now in Florida. I'm noticing it much, much more. Uh, people, I think some people are still, well, one could be price. That's a barrier. The other thing is just not wanting to do the to deal with that yet and liking the car that they have and being a person who holds on to the car forever and i have a friend that holds on to a car i swear she should be in the guinness book of world records until everything is practically falling off driving down the street so she's money car payments but but 10 years from now i think it's going to be a much much different story Thanks to all of you for listening to this hour of the show. I'll say it once again. Just throw your thoughts at me 24-7. Go to the mailbag, Kate at KateDelaneyRadio.com. Thanks to Nathan Reeder for his steering of the ship on this show. And it is 2023, but that means you just really want to make it count even more. Do you feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.
4: The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau D'Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So, it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. drinksupertea.com.